Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Challenge podcast and stream. This is the first one of the season. Nice to see you all again and we are joined today by a friend of mine who will be joining us this season. I will call you a friend. You are a friend, aren't you? I don't know if we're friends anymore. <laughs> you're, you're long distance friends, right? You're far away. But close Pretty far away. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty far but away. We're joined today with, by my friend Leighton. He's currently sitting in... Where are you, Leighton? Well, I'm in South Korea. You'd think I'm somewhere else with this flag. But I'm in South Korea. I don't know what that flag is. I'm sorry. You don't... Obviously, the flag of the mighty Wales. What's a whale? It looks like a dragon. <sighs> Confusing things for people with little minds. I'm sorry. I jest. Yes, you are from Wales. The mighty, mighty whales, and so where are you from? You know, you're going to be you got the fanciest little English accent there. <laughs> very fancy, right? I am obviously from South Africa. I don't sound very South African sometimes, but I do try when I have to. Okay, well, today we are going to be talking about a bit of preseason stuff, a bit of our histories, and all that kind of thing. But this is our first stream of the season, so. We're probably going to be going through a few growing pains for the next couple of weeks until we get things right in terms of setup. But once we do, everything should be a-okay. Until then, please have patience with us, especially with him. It's a bit slow in South Korea. I kid. I'm sorry. Uh, but yes, well, let's move into <laughs> what we're going to be. So as soon as the camera is on, yeah. he, he becomes a jerk. Oh. Start saying hurtful things. I blame our friend for that. Our mutual friend. Mm. Yeah. The one who's not here? Yeah, the one who shall not yeah, be named. Doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve recognition, yeah. But No. Uh, it would have helped you got went to the first slide, hey? Yeah, there we go. So, in today's show, we're going to be talking about our season's histories, just to give you an idea of where we're coming from in terms of what we bring to the podcast, and then have a look at the upcoming game week fixtures, as well as some difficulty ratings. Most importantly, I would think some preseason minutes, so you can decide who you should be picking in your game week one teams, and then some of the notable transfers that have happened so far. Um, not all of them, mainly going to be focusing on the ones that we think might have an impact on FPL this season. But let's have a look at our histories. Uh, first up is a bit of me, of course. It's all about me, right? <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> You're here to look at the screen and ask me questions. I'm going to bring pom-poms next week. <laughs> You could. I mean, we'll get used to it. I think so. I mean, you have to keep in mind that I did this alone previously, so I was very much Mm. entertaining myself. But (laughs) (laughs) I will try my best to keep you involved as well. Good. I like when you keep me involved. Good. Okay, so looking at my history, you can see I've been playing for quite a while, right? Stop making me laugh. Yeah. 
I've been playing since before this. This is from 2011, 2012, when they were keeping the histories in the game. But previously I played with a different email address, so I didn't have those few years, but those are terrible. So, I mean, I've been pretty consistent in my ranks over the years, except for that weird one in 2017. I'm not too sure what happened there. What were you doing that year? I believe I was in, that was in our first year in Korea, right? Or was that the second year? I think, I think that was the second year in South Korea. I think so. I genuinely can't remember, but I do know it was a bad year. I think that may have been the year when Liverpool went insane with like Suarez, etc. I can't remember. No, Suarez was, Suarez left Liverpool way before that, man. He went to Barcelona. Awesome. I mean, I don't know. I didn't support them. But, yeah, I know I was very slow on a certain bandwagon that season. Yeah. Bandwagons were important, yeah. my friend. Yeah. Especially early on, yeah. Oh, no, wasn't but, that the year with... Oh, who was the Arsenal player who went over to Manchester United? Sanchez. It, uh, it may well have been that year. No, it comes because I remember Sanchez was the only reason... I did. I didn't do okay, but didn't do terribly. 27-2018 Premier League season. Because he would have gone to United the following season, right? Yeah, that was the year when Man City got 100 points and they destroyed everyone. Mm. Liverpool were mm. fourth. Chelsea were not top four. Wow. Anyway, that was a bad year for me. And yeah, then I've slowly tried to be as consistent as possible. I've been a lot more serious with my team selections and deep diving into stats to a certain extent. But finding the balance between stats and con and making your own decisions is always very difficult. Hmm. Yeah. But let's have a look at your history. You've been playing the game for yeah. not, not as long as I have, but... No. It has been progressive. I, play, I played a different playing? version. Uh, well, I think I started playing this fantasy football in about 2014. And before that, I played another type of fantasy football, different websites version, which wasn't very good. So for the first three or four seasons, I just played casually, pick a team at the beginning of the season, didn't really look at fixtures, just pick players, which I thought were good. And I forget about it. And I come back and the team value would always fall. And I think, oh, no. And I try and salvage it, but always too late. And then this season, well, the last season was the first one where I really tried to make sure every week I was updating my team, looking at the fixtures, planning ahead. And I think I did reasonably well. I would say more than reasonably well. You did very well. I mean, to consider, like, if you're, in, oh. my, in my opinion, if you finish eh, in, your, in the top half, I would say is respectable. If you're in the top 10%, I would say that's mm. good as well. So, I mean, there's like 8.5 million players. So to be anywhere in the top 850,000 is respectable. Top 5% mm. is, what, like 400,000. So the fact that you're almost much higher, you're definitely much higher than that. It's a fantastic result in the end. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty good. I was pretty pleased. 400 more points than the season before. And about a thousand more points than when I first started, so it's pretty pretty good. Hopefully, get a, 
few more points this season too. Well, hopefully. What was the difference between you and I that last season? Last season, yeah, you were way ahead. Two five three I... five, two four two two. Okay, so quite a bit, but quite a bit. Look at my look at this season before that. I got two three one zero, yeah. and my rank was 30, yeah. thirty eight thousand compared to yours, two four two two, and you were fifty seven last season. So it shows it was a rather high scoring season too. Yeah, it was, I think it was quite a high-scoring season. I think as well, the problem is, especially in the last few seasons, I think many people pick a really similar team to everyone else. And so everyone's picking the same captain week on week. And I think my downfall was I would too often make too many transfers, and I was taking a minus four or a minus eight, eight too often. And I think that was my downfall last season. Last Yeah, last season was very difficult because... You, we were, we had the disruptions of uh, the international breaks. Then there was the like self isolations in international breaks, and players coming back testing positive. Yeah. So you'd have you could set up your team for let's say the first four game weeks, and then someone would go on international break, get COVID, and then they can't play for the next like three or four weeks or game weeks that is. Yeah. So inevitably you would end up taking at least a minus four, minus eight sometimes. It would ruin your plans. Yeah, yes, I was so obsessed with having a full 11, at least 11 on the game day. I was willing to take a minus four, minus eight. But actually, sometimes it would have just been better to say, you know, if I only have 10 players playing this week, it's it's not the end of the world. Especially last season, because of COVID-19. So many players got... There There was a period where Salah was out, right? Oh, yes. That was difficult. I think it was... Yeah, January when he went. He to came back from international wedding. duty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it? Was it his brother's wedding? I remember seeing a video of him dancing maskless at his brother's. Ah, uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I remember that. So that that was a pain as well. But thank you to Son Heung Min can fill any gap. He was such a good player last season, and so I good. Have, I have very positive and yet one very negative memory of him last season and it was in the f- first few game weeks maybe it being game week two when he was was he injured or the, i think jose Mourinho listed him as injured for the game i had him in my game week one yeah. squad i kept him for game week two against united or three whenever it was and i thought i'm not going to transfer him out because i want him the next week and it's against united so He's probably not going to play, and then instead of, ah, yeah. instead of instead of playing him in my eleven and letting him get subbed out by my first sub, I instead benched him, which means he wouldn't have played at all. And then he ended up starting and got what like a hat trick or two goals and two assists. <sighs> I, I remember because the few games before he was amazing. I thought he can't do it against Manchester United at Old Trafford. And he goes and gets, I think it was a couple of goals and an assist. It was ridiculous, man. Yeah, him and Kane last season were oh, incredibly consistent. They set a record, didn't they? Set a record for the most amount of goals and assists by two players in a season, then. Sounds right. And I th- yeah, I, I mean, think when so. you think, of, think about duos like that, I mean, you've, in the past you've had people like David Silva and Aguero or 
I mean, mm. you know, Chelsea, Lampard, and Drogba, or those kinds of things. So they're, they're always oh, in twos. Yeah. So I think even I moving think into this, Henri in, and who? Anyone, anybody, and oh. Henri. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think going into this season, especially choosing our first game week one team, we might need to look at the fixtures and choose maybe one or two duos from the same team who we think could have a similar impact early on. And therefore, we should probably look at the fixtures. Did you, I don't know if you saw, but yesterday, Son Heung-min liked the tweet or Instagram post, I think it was. And there was a picture comparing Harry Kane and a chairman of another club. It could be the Tottenham club. And it was just, it was mocking Harry Kane. Son Heung-min liked that. Ooh, he's a very... What's the word? He's the number one boy at Spurs now. Yeah, he's a loyal club man. He's been rewarded yeah. for an extension, so he's got to fly the flag. He has. Don't you think I look like a villain from a Bond movie? Now the cat's come and sat on me. You do. FBL cat. Who are the best teams in the league? Oops. Yes. FBL cat, that's a good name. It almost he or she blends in with your shirt that you're wearing. Yeah, she looks. That's what I thought as well. Got the same pattern going on. I didn't notice at first. But having a look at the first, <laughs> having, having a look at the first few fixtures. Uh, yeah. Going to be using the season ticker from Fantasy Football Scout. It's a very useful mm. website. If you're into that kind of thing. If you want to pay for it, you should absolutely go for it because it has all the stats and information you might need. But if you're a free user, same thing. You can still get a lot of information from there to at least make do without it. So having a look at the fixtures and how difficult they are and over the first few game weeks, I tend to look at the first eight game weeks because that's usually when the first international break is. Yeah after game week yeah. eight. I'm not sure if that's going to change the season with the different schedules, maybe. I don't know. But in any event, if you have a look at the fixtures, we have, let's look at the top six. We have Brighton, Wolves, Liverpool, Watford, West Ham, and Everton, who are the top six. And their first four games are pretty good on paper. Would you be tempted yeah. by any of those? I think Everton... Yeah, I think especially already in my team, depending on how big my stones are, if I don't put a certain player from Manchester United in, I was considering Full Jones. James from Everton. James from because Everton? Because oh, Everton's oh, yeah. fixes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, Rodriguez, right? So yeah, the fixtures are amazing. Uh, but... To see Benitez come in, what will happen? That's the only thing. Exactly. I mean, what do you think of when you think of the way that Benitez plays? His style of play is very defensive usually, right? Yeah, he's a defensive manager. But with players like James Rodriguez and Calvert-Lewin, and and the fixtures they have, I'd expect them to score a few goals. Yeah, I mean, looking at the first... First game week alone, they play Southampton, who I'm assuming and that's at home. Southampton. I haven't checked. Uh, yeah, that's home. That's it. 
that's a good part. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, the capital letters means home. So yeah, they're playing them at home, and yeah. considering that'll be now with at the Southampton without Danny Ings, who's no longer with them. So you'd think that yeah. a defensive Benitez should be having a, or should maybe be confident of a clean sheet in that first game, at least. At least, well, I could imagine him getting a clean sheet, but sure, the fans will be allowed back to the game at Goodison Park, I think, as well. I think so. So if the fans are there as well, Goodison Park, first time the fans have been there in over a year, it's not a bad fixture. A clean sheet for Everton? I think, I think so. It could happen. But, I mean, even in the next few games, Leeds and Brighton, also very good. Even Burnley. I mean, yeah. They're... Easily one of the standout yeah. teams out of those top six, yeah. besides the obvious being Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool. Yeah. Are you going to be tripling tripling up on them? With Liverpool, I yeah. did. I did consider tripling up with Liverpool, with doubling up with them in defence and having Salah in the midfield, or having Salah and Yota and yeah. Alexander Arnold. But the the only thing I know it's Liverpool, and you'd expect them to win and probably get a clean sheet as well. In the first few weeks, I'm not sure I want triple of the same team. Yeah, I can see why you'd not want to triple up, especially maybe in defence. Those first two weeks, you'd want to have at least, I'd say, one attacker being Salah most likely, and then yeah. most likely everyone's going to go for Alexander Arnold, but. At the end of the day, Robertson, you could get away with having him instead. Yeah, Robertson's what, 0.5 cheaper as well? Yes. So I, I consider that as well, because this year, you know, if you, if you want some big hitters, if you want Salah and Fernandez, or if you want Son, Son is 10 million now, then saving 0.5 in defence for a Liverpool defender is probably going to get a clean sheet. I don't think it's a bad shout at all. I think it's the kind of argument that I think we make every year and it's the one that I've fallen in that trap in the past where I think it's what may have been last, no, not last season, the one before that where I was in the same position. Before game week one, I had to find 0.5 in my team to accommodate yeah. someone else. So instead of going yeah. with Trent, I went Robertson and then at no yeah. stage in the season could I ever get back to get back to Trent because he exploded so much yeah I had so the I opposite on all those points I went with Alexander Arnold at the beginning of the season and he in the first three four game weeks he just he wasn't returning the points and so I pulled the trigger quickly I was like okay I'm gonna go away but then I could never get back to him and yeah yeah so frustrating I mean Liverpool last season defensively were not all there because of yeah. Van Dijk and Matip and Gomez right. all being injured at different right. times. So they should be better, touch wood, hopefully. And they've signed a defender, so we'll have a look and at that as well. You know, especially with these, with these fixtures. Like if, if the two opening fixtures of Norwich and Burnley, that's really good. And out of the big, the big hitting teams, you'd say that that they have the best two fixtures in the first two weeks, right? I mean, if you look at United, yeah, Leeds and Southampton. I think that's hard. I think Leeds is tricky. 
Man City have Tottenham and then Norwich okay Nor- Norwich are going to get pound, Norwich, pounded right. in that second week probably so so that's that's another thing as well because looking at the preseason games you're seeing Mares with Man City he's getting a good amount of minutes For sure. and I would expect Mares to be playing maybe the first two games fully I would expect that as well because I don't think Algeria played in the the Olympic Games, so he'll again he'll be fresh from a ta- from an attacking standpoint. You look at their their team, their their ticker, and it's basically blue or relatively grey, and it's a Man City team, so you'd expect them to have no problem scoring goals against anyone. And if if Man City sign Grealish and they sign Kane. I think having a player like Morris and that team as well, you're looking at assists and goals. It depends so, on how they play, what's its formations well, and stuff. But yes, it's Pep Roulette, isn't it? What's what's the formation? Yeah. What's who are the players? Oh, I think a lot of people are going to avoid Man City in the first four or five game weeks just because of the fixtures are so in favour of Liverpool and Man United but also I can imagine if you don't have City players game week 3-4 you're going to be thinking wow I've really missed out it'll be interesting to see what people end up doing like okay for me again I'll admit this now I still haven't made a draft properly yet because Mm. I'm taking my time just to really see what is best and I don't want to get stuck in the the template of the, the Twitter universe so I'd rather yeah. be as I want to have as clean a slate as possible, so that I can yeah. try and make my own decisions. But yeah, I I think after game we I don't know the template at the moment, but in my mind I think as you said people are going to more than likely jump on at least double maybe triple Liverpool in the first game weeks, have <laughs> Sancho most likely, yeah, and then maybe one or two Everton players. And I think a lot of people have... are going to probably most, I think most players will have Calvert-Lewin as one of their forwards. Yeah, so I don't see at the moment, fixtures. I don't see people going for a, a big striker up front. They'll have three mid-price strikers. I think a lot of people are going to want to be able to afford both Salah and both Fernandes, right? If you yeah. want both of those players in your team, you can't have, I don't think you can really fit a Calvert-Lewin in your team. Because he's eight, maybe he's eight million, eight point five. That sounds right, eight point five. It's about his right. So, and you know, another another team many people might just look over is Arsenal. Their first fixture, Brentford. It's yeah. I mean, it's but it is Brentford. We don't know what to expect from them. They're a very small team. It depends on Arsenal as well. I think they're going to play like we, Arsenal we always have this season. I mean, the cliche is that Arsenal, right? And two seasons ago, Aubameyang, everyone had Aubameyang. If you didn't have Aubameyang in your team, you you weren't going to do well. And then last year, for some reason, he didn't do well. He didn't hit those heights. But I think think a really good tactic is have Lacazette in that first game. And then the second fixture, you'll have a free transfer and you roll the dice and you go to Calvert-Lewin because I, I can imagine Lacazette getting a goal against Bre- uh, Brentford just my two cents okay. I know I'm, I'm looking at the fixtures so 
okay, then the front. Okay, I don't know what your whole front three would be. Then you'd have mm-hmm. Lacazette, and who else up front? Do you know what your team is? Well, yeah, at the moment I've got a first draft, and I'm gonna have many drafts, I think. But with, I think Aston Villa have an amazing fixture at Watford. Watford, Watford have just changed managers. Correct. I honestly don't know, but they're a promoted club, okay. so probably. Newcastle. Newcastle have an okay fixture against West Ham. So I was considering Watkins up front for Villa and Wilson up front for Newcastle. I think Wilson at the end of last season, the tail end of the season, wow, was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind that, but then at the same time, you've got Danny Ings joining Villa now. So yeah. Watkins. Surely there's a question mark there now. Uh, I think I think Watkins is going to play. I, I can't see anything but Watkins play. Watkins playing up front. I'd expect. Yeah, I tend, I tend to agree with you. Yeah, I think Watkins was apart from Grealish last year one of the, the standout players. So then you in the whole of the Premier League. Yeah, I mean he was consistent. To be fair, he played all 38 games, which he is was, amazing yeah. for a striker. Exactly. He, I would trust Watkins to be playing and possibly up front with Ings. It's possible. It depends on what system they end up using. But looking at your, your theory yeah. about Lacazette, so then if your front three yeah. is Lacazette, Watkins or Watkins or Ings, and then Wilson, yeah. then yeah. after game week one, you said you would then transfer Lacazette to... Uh, Calvert-Lewin? Probably Calvert-Lewin, yeah. It's almost sideways, but just because of fish. It is pretty sideways, but you'd, you'd be moving from a yeah. player who's playing at home against Chelsea to a player who's yeah. playing away to Leeds as well. Yeah. Because I just... Chelsea, Arsenal... Do you see Arsenal doing well against Chelsea? They... No. I mean, under, I under Arteta and last season, they were pretty good against us. So, I don't want to predict, predict anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think that was, that was what, towards the end of the season, Chelsea rested quite a few players with that as well, didn't they? They were going towards their FA Cup final against Leicester the same week, wasn't it? Sounds about right. But I think Isn't it's, that the same week? It's going to be cagey. I don't see it being high scoring. I don't see it being high scoring either, but I think as well, after Arsenal play Man City, who did it? After they play Chelsea, they play Man City, right? Yeah. And I just think you could get an Arsenal striker for that first game, then go to an Everton. Everton have three, I think, good fixes. Why would you not then take the Arsenal player out and bring in someone? Okay, we don't know what Man City are doing up front yet with Aguero gone. Yeah. But they're playing Norwich in game week two. Yeah. And, okay, same with Liverpool. We don't know what their striker option is at that stage. But See, that, that's the problem with some of the big teams. They don't have a recognized striker. Yeah. The role of striker from what it was five years ago is so different. You've got goal scorers from all over the midfield. Honestly, to me, what the point that I was going to make about the, the, the template that I'm seeing 
is that I think a lot of people are going to go mid mid priced up front, and then yeah to accommodate all the other players in midfield and defence, and then they're going to realise when players like Lukaku or Kane move to City or whoever else a big player who's going to be high priced as soon as they join the league, you're going to have to either wild card or spend points to get those players in. In probably it's probably going to be in game week two or three anyway. Yeah. So yeah. then why not? I think that's the <sighs> why not save the transfer yeah. in game week one. Then you have two in game week two, and then maybe in game week three, having a look at the fixtures, let's look at let's say Chelsea for example. Okay, no, not the best game mm-hmm. week three they play Liverpool, but maybe City game week three they play Arsenal at home. Then they have Leicester and Southampton. If you're going to get Kane in, if he's if he's at City again, touch wood, we don't know. Yeah. It might be good to how him. how expensive do you think Kane will be? Twelve. Uh, what do you think at the moment? Twelve. Last year he was he started the season what eleven point five or something? I can't even remember. Uh, he he's twelve and a half at the moment. So yeah, that's his starting so, price. So if he's twelve point five, I think it's going to be really difficult for anyone to afford to get Kane without three or four transfers. I think it's going to be really difficult. Most likely. And I think when when I start making my drafts, I'm going to probably have a couple by next week, but I'm going to have one where I have space for an easy route to a big player like that, Lukaku or Kane. And then I'll have one where I can balance it. If it's you and you've got a choice between Lukaku and Kane, and let's just... Let's say Lukaku starts at a million less. Where are you going? I think... Surely Lukaku won't be as priced as highly as Kane. Surely. No, he won't. I expect him to be, what, 11.5? Probably. 11. Exactly, yeah. But considering that I'm more than likely going to be starting with Salah and Fernandez. Like, yeah. I can guarantee you that that's more than likely what I'm going to end up doing. So knowing that, plus most likely Trent, that's already how much? Like 31, 32 million of your budget. 32? Yeah. Yeah, 32. As as much as I would like to have Kane, I don't think it's going to be possible. Uh, What have I done? (laughs) (laughs) What I accidentally double-clicked on something. I'm sorry. Don't judge me. Of course me. you did. Yeah. We have to start the whole thing over. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> no, we don't. It's okay. I just need to go down a bit. But yeah, I think just on budget alone, I don't think I'll be able to afford to have Kane plus those other two big hitters. I'll have to sacrifice elsewhere. I think you've made a good point. Many people, if Kane, when when Kane is officially announced to play for Man City... I think many people are going to pull a trigger on wildcard because they're going to know at that moment, I can't afford to get Kane on my team. I think many people are going to waste their wildcard at that point. I really that's, think so. I mean, that's exactly why I have, I look at the first eight game weeks usually because you can almost try and predict yeah. where most people will play the wildcard. I'm not sure. I think where... it, week seven, I think I, I was looking at Man City's pictures and I think week seven to week 10 for Man City is... It's just green. It's just a wonderful run. So I imagine many people will wildcard for that run. 
I can't remember City. when when the transfer window ends. Do you know by any chance? The end, it's usually the end of August, but I'm not entirely sure this season. Yeah, it might. Yeah, it might have changed. Let's let's have a little check on the yeah. old Google. If it's the end of August, then that's the end. Or that's the end of game week three, which means that we would know the transfers after there which means teams like Chelsea will then have Aston Villa Tottenham Man City which is tough City would have Leicester yeah. Southampton pretty good ends yeah ends 31st of August okay. so last of August so that's yeah, 12 no, week most likely when people I think will be wild carding yeah, possibly. But from a defensive standpoint, when you're choosing your, your team, the fixtures are once again very similar. I mean, again, those same teams yeah. at the top. Brighton, Liverpool, West Ham, Watford, Wolves. Yeah. And yeah. I've added Arsenal in there just because Arsenal, they play that very system-based game that Arteta likes, and they've bought Ben White from Brighton. So yeah. I think there's potential well, there. I, th- I think so too. Well, no, actually, I don't. Yeah, I just, I can't, Arsenal, will Arsenal shut out Chelsea? In my opinion, no. Will they shut out Man City? In my opinion, no. And I think the problem is, when Arsenal's defence leaks a goal for a couple of games, it seems it just continues. It just, their defensive players lose confidence. Maybe Ben White will bring a bit more authority to that back line of Arsenal, but they really leak Really weak goals. Really. Sorry, Arsenal fans. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, at the same time, if you're looking at their fixtures again after those first, I mean, yes, they have Brentford in week one, and then it's the two yeah. juggernauts. Two big yeah. yeah. I would say after game week three, Norwich, Burnley, yeah. Tottenham, Brighton, Crystal Palace, you'd, I would say mm-hmm. if you're looking for to maybe save money in defence or just you need an extra 4.5 or 5 million slot in defense, you could easily go for a Ben White or even a Holding. I think he's 4.5. Holding was in my team a lot last year and quite often he was on my bench and he he did reasonably well. So Holding isn't a bad, bad shout. Ben White, do we know how much Ben White is already? I'll have a look. Has he been priced? Arsenal. Because... Holding and White are both 4.5. And then Tierney is 5. Bellerin is 5. For 4.5, I think Ben White will play. Tierney, I think Tierney will play. I mean, well. he's the attacking he's the attacking outlet, Tierney, that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, Tierney's. But in those first few games, I don't, I don't imagine there'll be too many attacking returns. But yeah, maybe after week, Week three, an Arsenal defender, if you have one on your bench, for 4.5, Ben White on your bench is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, looking at the fixtures for defensive fixtures, for the big teams again, Man City, you're probably not going to invest in a defender there, right? No. No. Tottenham, Norwich, Leicester. Yeah, that too. Uh, There's United. Uh, United are decent. Leeds, Southampton, Wolves, and Newcastle. So someone like Luke Shaw, yeah. maybe. Uh, Luke Shaw for sure is going in my team. Ha ha ha. 
had to be said. Someone had to do it. And it should be me. Yeah. It's... But yeah, yeah. Shaw, I think Shaw is a shoe-in. So definitely. And then West Ham. I think West Ham have some good defenders too. Yeah, I think it ultimately depends. But yes, I, I like the idea of I'm probably going to have a Brighton defender, most likely their goalkeeper. Mm. Uh, yeah. Liverpool defender, West Ham defender. Yeah. And then yeah. after that, Wolves, Everton, Cody probably. for Wolves, Everton. No. Yeah, Everton's not good. Team. No, I, I was thinking Cody is a bench player. So cheap. Thank you, Wolves. Oh, it's 4.5 this time. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, 4.5, 4.5. Oh, damn. Okay. I mean, fair enough, but uh, in that range, then I may as well, if I'm thinking ahead, I may as well get a an Arsenal player if he's going to be benched for that entire time. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a really good point. But yeah, we'll have to see. But I'm not going to go anywhere near Man City. Uh, Probably not even no. Tottenham defence. To... Oh, actually, maybe. Tottenham have City, and then they have Wolves, Watford, Crystal Palace. Maybe. Depends on the prices and what we can fit in with the budget. I think, you know, last year, Tottenham, I expected more from them. They had Kane, Bale, and Son. And then this year, they won't have Bale. They won't have Kane. Will they play more defensive? They've got a new coach. So I'm going to I'm gonna steer clear of a little bit of Tottenham for the first few weeks, I think. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I haven't watched them much in preseason under the new I'm manager. Seeing. And to be fair, yeah. um, Chelsea Chelsea played Spurs last night. In fact, in preseason, and I didn't watch. I know it was two all at well. one stage, but I'll have to watch the highlights to properly assess that. I know Chelsea played. Uh, did they play Arsenal last week? Chelsea. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm confused. I, I thought I saw Chelsea Arsenal or some. I don't know. But I thought that been, was a preseason. May have been last week, but yeah, like I tend to not watch the preseason games. Uh, we'll let them happen, and then I'll look at the, the stats afterwards. But yes, speaking yeah. of stats and preseason, yeah, preseason minutes are important. Oh, right. Get you. Yeah. So, choosing your side. You need to yeah. know basically who's going to be playing in game week one. Mm-hmm. You need to have some sort of certainty because we have nothing to rely on besides preseason minutes, right? So, looking at those fixtures, I thought we should maybe look at the team's preseason minutes of the players playing for those teams. And then maybe we can see someone who will be starting there that we can maybe use. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, I can put that screen on. And if I can, yes! We will start off with Brighton. They have the best fixtures overall, yeah. attacking and defensively. So Duffy always near the top, isn't he? Yeah, Duffy's near the top, and he's played sixty-nine percent of the minutes so far, and he's priced at four million. I feel Wait. Duffy is always a player who somehow is on my bench in a fantasy football, and. Gets himself some points. He's always four million. He's always really low, but whenever I own him, he also. ends up he ends up getting a red card. So yeah, we don't have a good time usually. Him and I. You and Duffy are not going to be singing together. I haven't heard from her in ages. Isn't she Welsh? 
Yeah, Duffy. Yeah, Duffy is Welsh. Uh, I think well, maybe what fifteen years ago she was really popular. Yeah, Mercy I know she had some run. really horrible stuff happen in. Yeah, Mercy. I know she had some really horrible stuff happen in her life. She was talking about that a few years ago, which impacted her mental health. And so I think that's why as well. It's not so big anymore. Most likely. Wow. Okay. Blast from the past. Maybe. Maybe. Brighton will have us begging us, begging them for mercy if we don't select them. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> you deserve that. <laughs> but I loved looking, it, really. Yeah. Looking at the players, uh, the first team players that I tend to think that will play the most are people like what? Duffy, Lalana. Lalana, yeah. Dan Byrne. And most likely Mope up front, but he's six and a half, and that's just too much at that range. For, it's too much. For his too much. You can get other players. You, Watkins is probably around that price. Very similar. We'll get to him soon. Wilson for Newcastle? Yeah. I don't know why you like Wilson. I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> really? I, I think Wilson... Oh, it's also a problem because Newcastle have a new coach too. They must do, right? Isn't it still Steve Bruce? No, didn't, did Steve Bruce leave? I think is he still Steve there? Bruce. Yeah, I think it is. Is it still Steve Bruce? Did he not leave? Oh, Roy Hodgson left Crystal Palace. Maybe that's why I'm confused. Yes, Vieira is now That That blows my mind. He only has experience with, what, New York City or something? Yeah, like two clubs. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's still Steve Bruce. Well... Steve Bruce plays what four four two or something. Four four two. Old he's school. Extremely attacking. Wilson, get the ball in. Get the ball in the net, bro. And he's. I think he's on penalties as well. He is. Yes. Yeah. So I, mean, I, like I think that's another good. Yeah. As a maybe a differential. Having a look at Wolves. Yeah. Uh, they're... Yeah team is very all over the place again it's a new manager with Santa yeah. leaving them so he's probably just testing out the entire squad um, people like Ruben Neves and the new player Trincao Trincao I don't know how to pronounce it from Barcelona yeah, he know. could be very interesting at 6 million I have a feeling there's going to be many Barcelona players suddenly in the Premier League in the next couple of weeks yeah I'm Messi is going to go to Brentford or something. I'll <laughs> Thinking of the, the Oprah meme of like, you get a Barcelona player, you get a Barcelona player. Exactly. Everybody gets yeah. a Barcelona player. Except Man United, you get a Real Madrid defender. Of course. Got to be different. Um, I like Romain Saiz. He's been a good guy in my teams usually. Consistent yeah. minutes. Consistent. Scores goals. Yeah. So I'd consider him from Wolves, if anyone. Uh, Jimenez, back from his terrible brain or skull injury last season, playing some good yeah. minutes too. 7.5, again in that mid-price price range. Worth yeah. The problem with Wolves is with that new coach, would, are you going to risk 7.5? Like Our budgets are pretty tight. 7.5 for a Wolves player? I don't know. Yeah. He'll play. Hopefully. Definitely, yeah. 
but there are probably better options. I mean, from Liverpool, same thing. I think we know we know who our players are going to be. It's going to be Trent. It's going to be Salah. And then if yeah. someone wants to take a punt, you might go for someone like uh, Mane if you don't want to have Bruno, excuse me. So yeah. I'm not going to go through them much more. We know what to expect from them. Watford were surprising because I haven't considered them whatsoever. I don't know about you. No. <laughs> just, just not at all. Uh, just not at all. I think, I think they've just got promoted. They're going down, probably. Just, it's, an, it's a no for me, probably. <laughs> Watch them win their first five games. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, I do agree with you. I think they're a good candidates to go down. But they've got players, mm. they've signed, what is his name? Danny Rose at left back. They've got yeah. Josh King as a striker at yeah. five and a half. That's Josh pretty cheap. King's okay. Yeah. And looking at nice bench fodder. Looking at their fixtures from an attacking standpoint, Watford have Aston Villa, Brighton, Tottenham, Wolves, Norwich. So if you if you don't go the mid price striker route with three mid price strikers, you could maybe have one expensive striker, a second mid price striker, and then your third striker could be someone like Josh King, who has decent fixtures. He's yeah. not, he's not going to play unless you need him to come on. Mm. But that's maybe a potential way of getting a Kane or a Lukaku in your team instead of having one of those mid-prices. Yeah, if you're looking for other players, I think a third striker, 5.5 on the bench. What what happened to Dini? Dini's there. He's also 5.5. But Dini's... He's he's not the most agile player anymore. That's probably the way I would put it. No. Whereas Josh yeah. King, I would say, is more explosive and a, he's a bit of a runner. Right. Dini plays with the penalties. Yeah. That's the thing. Dini, Dini's good in the box, man. Ultimately, again, it depends on the manager. It's a new manager, so we don't know what style he's going to yeah. play. But, yeah. I think this team is a much more settled team and someone who we should definitely look to invest in with their fixtures. West Ham. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. The Last qu- year, wow. West Ham... Wallace season. The question is, do you go for, if you're in defence, if are you going to go for Cresswell at five point five, or are you going to pay mm. slightly less and get, is it Sofal? Is it is it Sufal or Kufal? It's, Kufal? It's, I don't think it's Kofal. I think it's with an S. Sofal. I might be wrong. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. But. I prefer, please correct I would, him. <laughs> please do. I, would prefer I, hope, to I hope he watches so this and phones yeah. in and is like, hey, get my name correct, please. Yeah, t- tag him, tweet him, please, and then get him to correct us, just so we know. Yeah, tag, tweet him. But I definitely think he is a player I'm really considering for my defence. He hasn't played in preseason at all because of he played in the Euros all the way, right? Yeah. And the problem point... I have with the preseason mm-hmm. is the preseason is a time for these managers to experiment, give players a runaround, 
But the players who were in the Euros, I think are going to just walk back in the team. Game week one, back in defence. Yes, that an argument is there for that. And I think that that's entirely possible. But if you're, if people are going to have the, the overall strategy of picking a team for the first couple of game weeks, then that's okay because you're going to pick them for the first two or three game weeks and then you'll wildcard because everyone's most likely going to plan that if you're using that strategy. So you can get your big players, the transfers in, and then you can get the players who come back from the Euros and the Olympics and get them too. That's true too. What about about Sukek? Sukek? Suchek? Suchek? Same as so far, right? His minutes for pre-season... He hasn't played, but again, the thing is, this season with him, he's more expensive than he was. He's six million this season, where I think last season he was five, five and a half. Yeah, he was. He was pretty cheap last season. So with them, no, last last year, I was pretty surprised that David Moyes didn't win Manager of the Year with that West Ham United. Yeah. And... He probably did deserve it, but it's because it's David Moyes, so you can't let him get too overexcited about himself. Exactly. Just now he thinks he he can join a Man United again. No, I think he'll never make that ridiculous mistake again. (laughs) Got to keep him on a leash. Speaking speaking of David Moyes... ah. Speaking of David Moyes and maybe his former rival, Rafa Benitez at Everton, their preseason minutes... Again, he's probably testing out the whole squad to see who his best players are. But yeah, a, a defence to invest in? Yeah. yeah. For sure. Small club compared to Liverpool, according to Rafa Benitez. Yeah, I think he's just trying to rile his players up, right? At least I hope so. No, I think it, it was an interview oh. when Benitez was at Liverpool. Would have been, what, oh. 2002? Well, yeah. Okay. And he, he was just was like, I don't need to worry about a small club from down the road. But, ah, oh man, I think Everton's fixtures are... I think there's so many people are overlooking Everton. I mean, we said the same thing about them under Ancelotti as well. Right? But and... in my first few weeks last season... I had James and I had Calvert-Lewin in my squad and I did wonderfully. I did really well. They yeah. they were quite free scoring last year. It was their defence was leaky. They were, And yes. their home form. It was their home form last year. That was the problem. On the road, they were great. I would say, yeah, I'm busy. Okay, I haven't watched the whole episode yet, but I saw on one of the episodes of the FPL Black Box where they're busy analysing the performance of teams last season. And Everton, in their home games last season, I think, I can't remember exactly what the stat was, but it was absolutely terrible. I think they were second second worst out of home teams overall. Yeah. And yeah. compared to their away fixtures, which was maybe, I think, more than double, they did more than double better away than they did at home so it's insane but fans are back so you'd expect them to be much better this season 
Yeah, maybe with no fans, they thought it was Badison Park, not Goodison Park. Yeah, definitely. So, I'd expect that home form under Benitez should improve. Yes, and I think... It would be pretty difficult to not improve. When when it comes to picking players, though, I think Benitez is pretty well known for... At least I think so. He was pretty well known for rotating or subbing players pretty early in games, I think. Yeah. In Newcastle, though, I think he didn't do it as much, and that probably was partly because of his squad. Yeah. Let's be honest. But I think it, I, I mean, honestly, if you got Newcastle and you look at your bench and you think, who's that guy? Does, does he work here? Not putting <laughs> him on. But when he was at Liverpool, it's a different story. For sure. But I mean, even looking at these preseason minutes, you can see that he's not overplaying any of the players, really. A lot of them are getting... 45... Yeah, they're getting 45 minutes and that's going down to, like, the bench players as well. So their, their minutes... Nobody's yeah. nobody's getting more than, like, 50% of the minutes so far. But I would probably yeah. end up getting someone... A player in defense, most likely. And looking at it, it's Luca Dean, who's five and a half this season. That could be... Mm very good but I think he's going to be competing with Luke Shaw in most squads I think yeah even so, with Everton's fixtures I'd probably lean towards Shaw with United but he's also a good chance but then yeah if you can't afford Luca Dean if you do go the Shaw route you can always get someone like okay. if Holgate makes a good claim for himself he's played 42% of minutes if he's playing mm. first team football at four and a half, that's another good shot for that position too. Yeah, nice on the bank. Yeah, like I mean, at the moment, I, I can already see a defensive template already. You'd have Trent, Luke Shaw, or Dean. Yeah. Uh, if someone you need someone cheap, you'd go for Brighton. You've got Duffy, who's four million, so he's your fifth defender if he's playing. Yeah. And then yeah. you can get maybe one 4.5, either, again, uh, Holgate or Holding, maybe. Yeah. And then your defense is basically sorted. Yeah, I think that would be a pretty... I think you can't have an amazing defense because everyone's going to pour their money into the midfield and so maybe their forwards. Yeah, you won't, you won't spend more Especially. than... Five, five and a half on more than one defender. I think oh, you'll have you'll have I Trent. Think you'll have and then one. You'll have one more. I think. I think everybody's going to have Trent, right? Mm. So you may as well ignore. Him. You may as well ignore Trent. Everyone's going to put him in, and that means your other three defenders need to be quite cheap. Yeah. I mean, if you're really brave, don't go Trent. Go Man United, Everton, West Ham, Brighton. Oh yeah, West Ham defender. Um, yeah, because yeah, I think West Ham. If yeah, if if you're really, if you want to push your money up into your midfield, and but for I think points for value, Alexander Trent, he must be one of the highest players, right? Yeah, no, he's always a very expensive point scorer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd rather have Trent in defence at seven point five than you'd have, let's say, an extra Four, six minutes a 6 million midfielder that plays for like Newcastle 
right? 100%. Or would you prefer to pay that 10 million for Son and have four, 4.5 to 5 million defenders? I think that's the decision you have to make. Or instead, having a look at Spurs, if you want a Spurs player, you pay the now budget price of 6.5 for Dele Ali, who's played more than half the minutes, and maybe get someone else. Because surely he's going to be playing more this season. Hello, Cat. Nice to see you. Making an appearance. Cats. I live in a crazy cat house, man. You can see Spurs have been trying out a lot of players in their squad, and they have a lot of people coming back from the Olympics, too. Yeah. And, of course, Harry Kane. Uh, if Harry Kane returns. Well, he's just extended his holiday now. He's gone from the Bahamas to Florida. Well, you should be yeah, training. Yeah, as we speak. <laughs> He's having a, a good old holiday, and I that's sending a big old message to Spurs. Hey, let me go. How much? How much did? Well, how much are they saying they would get for Harry Kane? Over a hundred million pounds, right? I don't remember the most recent quoted figure, but I would say at least about a hundred million. Maybe ninety plus add-ons, or ninety plus a player, maybe. Or... Well, yeah, a hundred million pounds. I think Tottenham. But let's be real, Tottenham are not going to compete for a trophy this season. May, may, okay, maybe a Community Shield or an FA Cup or something. It might happen, but I think it's a rebuilding process now that they they have a new manager. Kane's leaving. Yeah. It's, it's kind. It's kind of like when Bale left, and they're going to have to rebuild again. Yeah, Kane can return four years later on a one-year loan. Fat Kane. He's like 30 pounds oh, a year. That would be perfect. Bald. Bangs in a hat-trick against, well, against Cardiff. Oh, <laughs> Cardiff becomes the Premier League, man. You'd just be happy to see them in the league. No, because every time Cardiff are in the league, they don't do well. Or... Our new signings die in a plane crash. Yeah, we touch. We don't need that happening again ever, right? Ever. That's yeah. tragic. And again, looking at Man City now. Again, you don't know. We're probably not going to be picking them in the first few weeks. But if you no. were, you mentioned earlier on that you might want Mares, and he's been playing quite a bit. That's the thing. I think with so many of these players. Having a long rest after the Euros, Mares first few game weeks, surely he plays. Surely. We say surely, but at the same time, Mares, since he's been at Man City, has been a consistent trap. He'll look amazing. Yes. You'll buy him, and he will bomb. For me, at least. Or just not get played. Or not get played. That's the thing. I think Moraes has not been treated that well. You know, he had a transfer from Leicester and then Man City just became a bench player. But when he plays, I think he's fireman. He is very good, but again, like you have to get used to the Man City system. I think he's turned into a very good player for them. But yeah, he needs a consistent run in the team as well. And I think yeah. he'll probably get that more this season. Hopefully for his sake I'm not too sure what's going to happen with Grealish and the team because I mean they're going to have 
Sterling, De Bruyne, Mares, Grealish, maybe Kane. All in one eleven. That's crazy, man. Who am I leaving out? Uh, probably uh, the holding midfielder. I don't see his name on the list, so I'm blanking on his name. But that guy, the holding midfielder, him as well. And then just attacking gun players dog. more than likely. The gun dog. No, no not, not Gunduan. But yeah, him as well. I mean, he's 7.5 this season, so you're probably not going to consider him. No. Compared to last. He was last season 5.5. Bargain. Yeah. They still have Jesus, right? Yeah, there he is. They he's still have him, but with if you have Kane coming into the team, where does that leave him? Uh, yeah, the thing is, I'm considering like what's going to happen because knowing Daniel Levy at Spurs, he's going to drag this on until like deadline day 11.59 just to get the deal he wants, right? Fax machine so, does print stage <laughs> first. Yeah, so that means that City are going to have to play someone up front. So they're either going to play De Bruyne in that false 10 role or maybe Sterling or probably Jesus who hasn't played at all. So, or maybe, ooh, Ferran Torres, he's played there last season and he's 7 million. So if you want to punt again, if you're going to punt and then wildcard early, you could maybe get someone, any of those three players to play up front, out position. Yeah. But <laughs> I've added Arsenal into this just to look at their minutes because, yeah. you know, you never know who well, you might want I mean, to Kind of run out. Yeah, he's played a lot of their minutes. He's only 10 million this season, slightly cheaper. And... Slightly cheaper, and he's back as a striker in FPL now, right? Not a midfielder anymore. That sounds right. So, <laughs> if you're an Arsenal fan and you have an allegiance to Arsenal, I would go Lacazette over Aubameyang. Because Lacazette is eight eight million. Eight and a half, yeah. Eight. Oh, I see. That, that's why you've been going for him. Okay. I thought he was nine and a half. He's cheap. Yeah. No, he's 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 reasonably priced for an Arsenal player who's probably going to play. I can see. It's understandable why you think you'd go for him. Maybe to me. Because if you if you have ten million and you've got a choice between Aubameyang and Son. Probably going to song. But Lacazette and Calvert-Lewin, that price range? Yeah. Probably go Lacazette. But then there's great players in Arsenal. You know, Saka, Saka in the Euros, I think was amazing. I think it was really good. Yeah, that's a good point about Saka. I think he's... I would rely on him more than someone like Lacazette. I don't know, because I think Saka just yeah. fits into that squad... Or into my okay no wait he's six and a half this season never mind that's he's, I was going to say last year he he came in at five point five and I think many people said he's a perfect player he can be the first substitute he's the first bench player but six point five I'm not sure it's a bit much I mean instead in saying that you should then look for someone like Smith Rowe who's five and a half playing yeah. play good minutes he's shown yeah. in his games last season that he is creative. So maybe, maybe yeah. him instead. Think about Arsenal. I think they have really good players. Like on paper, I look at these players and I think, wow, this team could be incredible. 
but they they always come up short. I think yeah, there's still I think this whole uh, era of Arteta, he's he's helping create yeah. a new identity in the squad, and he's also growing as a manager too. Mm. So this is his what, yeah. third year, second year, second full year, third full year. I'm not even sure, but. No, second for you, second for you. I think the squad, if they need to have patience it, with him, he he can get better. I think that's coming from a Chelsea. Yeah, I think supporter. so. And then Ben White as well. Ben White, yeah, he's he's not a bad shout. I mean, at four and a half again, it's between it's between him and Holding for me, and maybe Tierney if you really want to go for it. It's it's just those two fixtures they put me off. The opening fixture, wonderful. I can imagine clean sheet, goals galore, three nil, perfect. But then they're going to go and lose four nil to City. Yeah, I mean, okay, again, you think they're going to um, you, the you think they're going to bang against Brentford? I I'm a bit bullish on that. I think that Brentford could stun them because Brentford are at home, right? They're at home, but I don't know. I think Arsenal with those players, Aubameyang, Lacazette—they've got to come out. They've got to come out of the gates. They do. I think they will. That's just whether you think they will or not, right? But a team that I think will be coming out of the gates I, I think. are Aston Villa. Yeah, Aston Villa, Watford, Newcastle, and who? Brentford. First three games, two home games. Brentford. All this... Brent, I think Brentford are going to have a tough time. They're making all these signings, right? So, yeah, people like, in my opinion, Buendia is someone to consider at that price range. Obviously, Danny Ings and Watkins. Yeah. Trout. Tra- how do you pronounce that? Trowel? Which one are you saying? T R A. O-R-E. Traore. Traore. Oh, Traore, yeah. Traore. Yes. Traore. I said, you know, the problem is, since I've started fantasy football, I don't watch football anymore. I just play it on the app. I don't know how to pronounce any of these names. Traore. Yeah, he, I think he's a good shout, too. He is. And when Grealish leaves, I think it's going to depend on how many minutes he plays and where, what kind of system they end up playing, yeah. right? Because now they have Ings and Watkins... They have gotten rid of Grealish, yeah. probably. So they have to sort things out in midfield. So I think de- defensively, yeah. I think they're going to be pretty settled and spot on with Martinez, Target, mm. Target Konsa, Mings, and a right back who I'm not sure who they're playing at the moment. Ashley Young, who they've just signed from Inter. Ah. So defensively, they're sorted, in my opinion. Defensively, they're set, right? And then Grealish leaving, unless they make a great signing. Well, that's why they signed Buendia. Probably their team is quite settled. Yeah, Buendia is going to take up that Grealish role, without Mm. a doubt. And the free running will come from Traore. So he'll probably play as well. Yeah. Definitely a team to look out for. Hopefully they do well. Definitely. I think they're going to do quite well. And speaking of the Brentfords... Of this world, let's look at them. Everyone's favorite, Brentford. Because if I showed you a map of the UK and I said, challenge, point at Brentford, could you find it? No, I would wait. I think if I were to guess, they're yeah. on a coastline, right? 
Are they? I don't know. You're from the UK, not me. I'm taking a guess. And I'm not even sure. Brentford. Where, where, where on earth is Brentford? I'm even going to check this up. I def- I've definitely never been to Brentford. Is, this is going to sound very silly of me, but, but is Brentford a city or is it just a club in a city? Brentford's a city. Okay, I didn't know that. Ooh, look, oh, damn, it's West... There's a Brentford. It's in West, West London. Yes. West London? I did not know that. Who would know? Wow. Yeah, me too. Wow, it's apparently I've driven through Brentford because right there. Yeah. Near the M4. Oopsie. Sorry, Brentford fans. Are you considering any Brentford players? Besides the template one? Uh, you know, I considered the... Who was the striker in the championship last year? He was banging in goals just constantly. Ivan Tony, six and a half million. That's the guy. Wow. He. It's always a risk to sign any players who just come up from the championship to the Premier League. More often than not, we see them reach the Premier League. Defenses are faster, they're stronger, and they just they just can't score. They're not going to score as many goals, but. He's called a lot of goals, man. Last last season. Tony to me is very much the Brentford version of Norwich's Pookie a couple of years ago, right? Uh, everyone rode that Pookie train, man. I never had him once. Really? Not once. I think everyone had Pookie. Everyone was on that Pookie train. Yeah, I was not part of the Pookie party, and I had someone no? else, but yeah. Didn't work out for me there. I don't know. I just don't like Norwich. No offense. Norwich are the best yo-yo team the Premier League has ever seen. Up and down so much. That might be the reason why I don't like them as much. Yeah. Right. Pookie. Yeah, that's... You, see... you were saying? No, no. Just saying. You should get Pookie this year. That's my advice to you. Get Pookie. (laughs) Maybe at some stage. But having a look at transfers that have been made so far, which of these do you think are going to have the biggest impact in the game? Or which players do you think you're going to end up having at some stage? I mean, we have Ben White, Aston Villav, Deer, Young, Bailey, Ings. Who do you think is going to stand out from this bunch? If I'm looking at this, the fixtures we've just spoken about, mm. I think a lot of players are going to be looking at Ben White. I think Ashley Young at Aston Villa, that is potential. Townsend at Everton also, very cheap player. Ings, Aston Villa. But let's be real, I think the biggest player this season is going to be Sancho at Manchester United. Sure. <sighs> On paper, yes. I don't... The amount... How much... They just spent so much money on this guy. Rashford's not there. He's having surgery. I think he goes straight into the team. Surely. Yeah, he goes straight into the team, but I don't see him necessarily blowing opponents away yet. It's him versus Fernandez, and I would pick Fernandez. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Obviously, Fernandez is proven in the Premier League. He's a goal machine. 
the Sancho is a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper. 2.5 million. Yeah. I mean, if, if I were to look at players who I think could be game-breakers this season, uh, yeah. Aston Villa players are out of doubt. So Buendia and Ings are the ones that I think people will focus on. Someone like Leon Bailey, very attacking, for he played, excuse me, in Germany, and mm. at that price range could do very well. I think Palace, under Patrick Vieira, could make a difference as well, especially with Anderson, who was at Fulham, four and a half. All of these young players with them that have joined, they could have very big impacts, and from a budget standpoint, we could use them to mm. our advantage. Everton, none of these signings mean anything to me. I'm not going to lie. None of them. Um, <laughs> I think Townsend's a reasonable sign. I mean, they got rid of Walcott, and they've signed Townsend. It's basically trading in I'm not going to demean either of them, but yeah, it's like for like in a way. It's really like for like. But I still think Townsend's not a bad signing, to be honest. He can do a job, but not in my team. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not in my team either. (laughs) But someone's team. Yeah, someone. Maybe his own team. But Leicester, I think Bertrand could have a good impact there, as well as Daka, that's their new striker, I think. So they're Vardy, Dakar. I don't know enough about Leicester's new signings. So, again, Leicester's set up. They're settled under Rodgers. I think Mm. they could do very well this season as well. Kanate, not going to get him. We all have those players. Sancho, discussed. Varane, depends on his price. Really does depend on his price, doesn't it? And with Norwich, again, the only if you're not going to get Pukki or Cantwell... The only player that really stands out for me is Billy Gilmore in midfield, four and a half million. He's going to get minutes. Yeah. Could do well there. Yeah. Besides that... Unless they'll do well. Yeah. I don't think they'll do well, but again, if you need a fifth player who's going to play every week, yeah, it'll be him. But we'll see. Right? Next week. Yeah. I need to get round to making a draft... And then we can discuss that next week. You can show us your team. I can do the same. You can destroy and insult my selections. And I'll do the same to you. Awesome. Yeah. Forward to it. Do you have any idea how long we've been recording? Uh, maybe an hour and, oh, I don't know, hour and a half? <laughs> I really don't know. Pretty good guess. Uh, no, not that high, but quite long. So we should probably bring it to an end and then get better at bringing it much, not as long Short. next week. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Thanks, yeah. English teacher. Right? <laughs> you were an English teacher. That's the problem. I was. I've forgotten how to English since then. But yes, if you would like to follow us on social media, please follow us on Twitter or Instagram at FanChallenged, or on YouTube, you can click that subscribe, like, and give us a nice review. Uh, we're most active on Twitter, so at us, DM us, questions, or anything like that about teams or talking points. And if you prefer to consume your content in an audio format, you can listen to us on 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your audio content. Leighton, what, where do you usually consume content? On YouTube or on podcast format? Yeah, usually YouTube. Not much of a podcast listener, but definitely YouTube. And Twitter. Hmm. Yeah, I'm a bit of the opposite. I like to podcast it up and occasionally one or two yeah. videos a week. But yeah, until then, we will see you next week where we will we'll discuss our drafts, fixtures, and maybe the next few game weeks. And then we will see each other then, Leighton. Nice to see you again. I'll see you again, Talon. See you next time. Yes, I'll see you next time. Have a good weekend. And goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.